Um, I'm excited to be here today, because uh, I'm always here, but I'm excited to be here today, uh, and I get to teach. And we're going to start a new series today that Glenn and I are going to tag team on a little bit. So I'm up first, and then, uh, and then we'll go. Um, we're going to talk about emotions. Um, yeah, super excited. Anybody emotional here? Just a couple of people. Yeah, uh, those who are willing to admit that you're emotional. Um, well, let's, uh, let's start off by praying, and then we'll dig into it a little bit. God, uh, we, we thank you for your presence with us this morning in worship. Lord, we ask that you would just continue to stir our hearts today, that uh, you would continue to, to stir our, uh, our whole being. Lord, we, you, you've made us as emotional beings. You've made us as a, as a people who feel and who uh, are passionate and God, we ask that you would guide and direct those things uh, toward you. Amen. So we're going to talk about a few primary emotions. There's all sorts of emotions, um, but these are, the, these are the big ones. We're going to talk about these four, and we're also going to talk about love in there uh, in the mix too. But these are kind of big four. Sometimes they list six of them. Uh, the, the other two that are not often... Um, or that aren't on this slide, I should say, are surprise, which we'll put in maybe the category of fear a little bit. But we're also uh, not going to talk specifically about disgust. Um, that's another one of the emotions that you'll see on a wheel chart, or if you watch the uh, Inside Out Disney movie, that one's uh, covered there as well. We're not covering that one. Um, so you might think, gosh, we're uh, it's a church. We're spiritual beings. We're um, you know we're trying to pursue God here. Um, why, why even talk about emotions? What's the big deal with all this stuff? Well, it's a big deal for a number of reasons. Um, we are really created as emotional beings. Um, we're created to have emotional responses. Uh, we're created to, uh, to and, and physically in certain ways, to just respond. So we want to look at each of those. We want to look at them because we want to learn about our emotions, not just in an intellectual way, but we want to understand them a little bit so that we can uh, really direct them in a way of righteousness. We want to be able to direct and guide these things in a way that uh, is in alignment with what God would have for each of these emotions. Um, I think we all have the emotions. It's just sometimes they go amok. Uh, sometimes they go a little awry. Has anybody seen other people do that um, with their emotions? Other people do that all the time. Yes, that's true. Um, but the other thing is uh, that that's, that's kind of a piece of it is that we're surrounded by people, even in our community, that have all sorts of emotional issues, right? Um, but we are taking turns, I think, having emotional issues. We all are, are in different states emotionally, and we want to be a community and be there uh, for each other. How do I respond uh, when somebody is maybe... Uh, out of control in some of their emotions, or when they're wondering, what should I do with this emotion that I feel right now? Um, how do we respond as a community and as a, as a body of believers um, to help people guide those emotions back into righteousness? Well, then, of course, the, the other reason is that it talks about it a lot in the Bible. Um, so in Galatians, uh, there's an encouragement there to uh, let the Holy Spirit guide our lives. The Holy Spirit would guide us and it talks about um, that, you know, we have these opposing uh, things inside of us, and they are at war, they're at conflict with each other all the time. 
and they get in the way of us doing our good intentions. We all have good intentions, right? We all intend to do the right thing all the time, but sometimes we don't. Uh, we're, we're pulled in by you know, what's uh, identified here as sinful nature. At the end, it talks about sinful nature, and it says, hey, your sinful nature, it's pretty clear what that looks like when you respond to your sinful nature. It talks about sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. All kinds of stuff. And you know, most of us, we look at that and we go, man, that's a lot of stuff. And you, know, you look at that kind of section in the bottom and you go, man, I don't, I don't do most of that stuff. This is all stuff like wild parties and crazy kind of ridiculous things. But I'm going to do something I don't always recommend uh, to do. And I'm going to filter out some of the words just, to, just for clarity. So I'm not editing the Bible and, and changing the words of the meaning. But, but I do want to pull out some things just to say, look... Um, these things that are highlighted here, this hostility and quarreling and jealousy, how many of those are emotional? How many of those are emotional things? Pretty much all of them. That's more than half the list. We focus in on the sexual immorality side, and we say, oh, gosh, I don't do any sorcery, so I'm good. Or, you know, we think about those big things. We don't have wild parties very often. And so we, you know, we, we think we're good uh, for those things. But you edit out some of those big ones, and it gets a little bit more clear why emotions might be important, why it might be an important piece of, of us as individuals. Does that make sense? Seem like something worth talking about? Excellent. Good. Well, then we're going to start today with fear. Put the fear of God in you. <laughs> start big, right? Um, so I want to first talk uh, about fear. What is fear? I, these are great. There's this fear, this thing you can go and they'll like scare you and they take your picture. It's something. There's a bunch of these pictures online. But this was the funniest one because it's real. This is real fear. Somebody's really, really afraid. Uh, but fear, it says it's a distressing emotion aroused by impending danger, evil, pain, etc., whether the threat is real or imagined. It's this physical response that we have that is put in us by God. We are designed uh, to have a physical response to fear. Um, what's, the, what's, our, what's our two choices? We know. Fight or flight. Yeah, fight or flight. It's this response that we have to save our lives. Right? Crazy things are going to happen to us. We might die, so we need to run away or I need to stand and fight. Right? Uh, it's really a physical reaction. It really is something that happens in your brain, and then in your body. So first in your brain, you have this, this sensory cortex here. Uh, in that fight or flight, it's really not that involved most of the time. Um, you just have this initial response, and I am no doctor, uh, or I guess, would this be a psychologist maybe? I'm not sure, but I'm not whatever it is. Um, but what happens is a lot of these things uh, work together to assess something bad might happen uh, I, don't, I don't think about it very much. I instead just react and respond, and the amygdala has this gut reaction that says, this is bad, I need to run, or this is bad, I need to thrust my spear, or something. You know. Then what happens, it sends these signals to your body, and so you're, it does these crazy things. Your immune system gets repressed. 
your, your heart rate gets faster, uh, your blood only goes to really Im- like specific important organs. I'm guessing certain ones just don't get, I don't know which ones, which ones are left out, but certain, certain ones don't get uh, as much blood because they don't need it in this fight or flight kind of moment. Uh, you have to respond. You're, so your whole system changes. You start breathing more. You start sweating, right? Uh, does anybody just remind you of your first date, right? Uh, yes. There's fear involved. There's a lot of things that happen in your life, and it responds. So fear uh, is a physical part of your, of your being. You don't have any control over it. If I went up and went to smack somebody, you'd duck. You'd probably smack me first is more likely what would happen. But uh, it's a physical response that we have. You know, and this, it's not, it's not always, uh, you know, bad. We think about fear as bad, but fear can be a good thing, right? It's something that we use to keep us alive, right? Um, we probably have more need for fear in that situation than dinosaurs or lions or any of those things, but it's real. My goodness, right? This guy would be dead were it not for his fear, his emotional response. It's a real reaction, and it can save your life. But what else is under that category of fear? Because you all think, well, may I, I have fear under control. I can just jump out of the way of a car, and I don't jump out of the way when there's not a car, so I'm under control. Um, but what if we broaden the category of fear? What if we list in fear, as most would, anxiousness or stressed out, you're insecure, you're worried, you're vulnerable, you're intimidated, you're trapped, you're overwhelmed, you're cautious, you're avoidant, or you're guarded. That's a little more real, isn't it? That's a little more close to home. So, so these things are in the fear category, but the thing is, uh, they're not things that you're born with. Those are all things that you develop over time. Those are things that you uh, some have an overactive, certainly, uh, reaction or fear reaction, but for the most part, it's something that you learn, something that you develop over a period of time, how to be anxious, how to feel vulnerable, how to feel intimidated in situations when you're not. That's what I'm really focusing on now, okay? So take a minute, talk to your neighbor, talk to more than one, don't stand up and yell it, But what's your struggle? When you look at this list, what's the one that you say, yep, that's hard. That's me. I do that all the time. Go. All of the above is an appropriate response. That's okay. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. uh, Who said to their neighbor, I don't struggle with any of these? Okay, good. Just checking. Just checking. Just checking. All right. We're going to just key in on this for a few minutes here, and I'm going to show a couple of movie clips here. Yes. Okay. You ready, David? Uh, We'll have sound that'll come out here in a second. Okay. Here we go. Oh, you got it. Just a little bit more of it. There we go. His eyes are open. Don't worry about it. Sometimes they are. But he isn't cowering. Worry, he'll learn to cower. They all do in time. But he isn't. Mom, he's so puny. <laughs> and look at those ears. 
And from the very beginning, Despero Tilling heard more, saw more, and even smelled more than any of the other mice. So, so Tale of Despero, I'm going to play a couple of clips so you can just leave the, the lights if you want. Um, you may not have heard that at the very beginning, but he was first born, and his parents are going, what is going on? His eyes are open. They're supposed to be closed. And the doctor says, oh, don't, don't worry. Sometimes that happens. And he says, his mom says, but he's not cowering. And he says, oh, don't worry. He'll learn to cower. They all do. Right? They'll learn to cower. Um, we can be taught to cower. Let's look at one more clip here. We're worried about him. He doesn't scurry. He doesn't cower. At first, we thought he would grow out of it, but... Well, he, he scurries sometimes. But not when he's scared. He just does it for fun, and he never cowers. We've showed him how. Well, he... some kids are slower than others. He'll cower in time. We'll work on it. Yes, but it'll be fine. I promise. All right, settle down. Ready, class? Despero. Yes? You didn't cower. Looks like a sword. It's a carving knife. It's beautiful. It's dangerous. Do, do you have any more? <laughs> All right, you can flip it on now. We're going to look at one more in a little bit here. Um, so, you know, is fear bad? I mean, uh, he uh, he's, doesn't have any when he's born just like all of us. We don't really have fear necessarily when they're born. We have that gut reaction, but we don't have that strange fear where we're anxious, where we don't wake up worried. Uh, we don't wake up stressed out. Um, so is this fear bad? Um, well, uh, I think living uh, a life, you can read this here, that's constantly in that state of anxiousness or worry um, or uh, guarded, trapped, overwhelmed, um, I think it doesn't reflect the life that God intends for us. I think this reflects more that sinful nature that was described in Galatians. I think it, it reflects more what others expect from us, uh, fears of things that are not real, that we have, um, versus a fear of God uh, in our lives. The... Um, the fear of God is something that's talked about a lot in Scripture. I've read countless Scriptures over the last couple of weeks about fear. Um, they're all negative in the Bible except the ones that say fear God. So I want to distinguish that uh, quickly here and just say um, there is a fear that is absolutely encouraged. It's, it's more of a, um, a respect and an adoration for God, not a fear that He will crush you, but a fear that he's incredibly powerful and, and an acknowledgement of his greatness. It's more fear of that. But I'm, I, I, I want to argue today, um, or at least uh, contemplate, maybe is better than argue, um, the idea that 
in that moment when you're anxious that your enemy has captured your heart. That, that in that moment when you're, when you're afraid of uh, something that might never happen five years from now to somebody that you may not even know, <laughs> that the enemy has captured your mind and captured your heart. And that's not what God has intended for you in your emotions. That what he intends is that, yeah, there, there's some time that uh, you have a physical reaction to a dangerous situation, but not that you worry about these things that may happen in, in far-off distant times. Does that, does that make sense? Maybe. Okay. Let's look again at one more thing here, one more clip. Oops. February 1 doesn't scurry. February 3 didn't cower. Didn't cower, didn't cower, wouldn't scurry. Oh, here's one. Drew pictures of cats on his notebook. No. Oh, cats? I can't imagine. I'm afraid so. <laughs> Named it Fluffy. Oh, oh I had no idea. I. Oh. <laughs> Despero. Yes, sir? Uh, come in, please. Despero, what do you think you're in school? To learn? To learn, yes. To learn what? To learn... How? To be, be, uh, be, a mouse, sir. That is correct. And you can't be a mouse if you don't learn to be afraid. Oh, Despero, this... There's so many wonderful things in life to be afraid of if you just learn how scary they are. Yes. <laughs> yes, sir. How about his brother? His brother? What about him? Yes, is he, you know, timid? Oh, yes. Yes, very timid. As timid as the day is long. Good, good. Sometimes they just need to see the older ones do it. No one starts out afraid. Understood. Of course. You coddle that boy. That's no. the problem. Yes, you do. No, no. Yes, you do. You've been doing it for years. He's not one to be afraid unless you allow him to be afraid. I will teach him. You, you coddle that boy, I tell you. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you... You can turn that back on, Tuck. Thanks. Um, we're done there. Um, he says, do you know why you're here? I'm here to learn how to be a mouse. Uh, you ever had those moments? Do you know why you're here? Well, I'm, you need to learn how to be a man or a woman. Um, yeah, and you can't be that, in some cases, unless you learn how to be afraid. I don't, maybe, I, maybe I'm unique in this, but I think back to conversations that I had with people as I grew up, my mom in particular, <laughs> you know, or, or teachers uh, that would tell me, this is dangerous, don't do this, or, you know, and they, prob- they were, uh, and I did get hurt at times because I did things that I shouldn't have done. But, um, but that conversation of there are so many wonderful things to be afraid of if you just learn how scary they are, uh, and they want to educate you on all the things you should be afraid of. But no one starts out afraid, is what he says. No one starts out afraid. And that's, my, um, that's part of my point today is that uh, this, this natural fear we have is really um, core and keeps us alive and keeps cars from crashing into us. 
But these other things, this anxiousness or this worry um, that we carry with us, that's not, that's not what we're born with. Um, that's not uh, the fear we come out of the womb with. Those are the things that I think our enemy uh, gives us, that the world teaches us over time. You must be afraid. Uh, you must be worried about these things. Um, if you guys heard that song that was playing in the background, anybody know 21 Pilots? It's my favorite band right now. Um, so 21 Pilots, the song is called Stressed Out. And the, this whole song is about thinking back to those times when we were young and we used to play, make believe, and now they say, wake up, you need to make money. And so now, um, now we're so stressed out because uh, we've got all these responsibilities, we've got all these things. Wish we could turn back time to the good old days when our mama sang us to sleep, but now we're stressed out. Right? Um, I think it, for me, it really reflects a lot of, uh, of, of life. And uh, as life gets more complicated, we worry about all kinds of things. We worry about everything. We stress out about the future. You know, we live in a world that constantly teaches us that we should worry about these things, right? Uh, these are all the bad things that could happen. All sorts of things could happen. I mean, Someone could attack you or hack you or lie to you or leave you or steal from you or all sorts of things that you can worry about every day. What if they say something bad about you on Snapchat? I mean, that's terrible. You could fall down. You could get sick. You could get bitten by a spider or stung by a bee or you could get attacked by a rat somewhere in a garage that you're cleaning out. I mean, that crazy stuff can happen. <laughs> You know, and you worry about these things. You might be alone or unloved or feeling sad or fat or ugly or dumb or a failure and on and on and on, all these things that we carry with us every day. And these are things that, that we put on us. Sometimes we put these things on before we walk out the door, right? It's what we carry with us everywhere, and it's how we live our lives. It's the lens that we look at the world through. And, and I think God says something different. Um, you, guys are all, you guys are all, many or most, if not all of you guys, are, are longtime believers. And so I started on this, this study, and it quickly became just a list of scriptures that I was just going to pound into your head. People fear God, you know, or uh, more about God loves you and he cares for you and he wants to protect you and he wants to, he's for you and he fights on your behalf and you can trust him. And there's passage after passage after passage that says, you shouldn't feel this way. And yet we do. And yet we do every day. So I just picked a couple and there's a couple more that I'll, that I'll show later. And these connect together. First um, John 3, 1, it says, really talks about this love that the Father has given us. He's brought us in. We are his children. Um, that, and the reason that one's important is that it's all the time, forever. 